Welcome, listeners, into another episode of In the Fog of Justice. Susan Powell, Utah woman still missing. Susan Marie Powell, 28, seemed to have it all. She was a full-time broker at Wells Fargo and had a young family with two little boys, ages two and four. Her husband appeared to adore her and the children. However, on December 6, 2009, Susan Powell vanished and police began to suspect Susan's life was not what it appeared. Susan Marie Cox was raised in Puyallup, Washington. She was 18 years old and a cosmetology student when she met Josh Powell. He was 25. According to All That's Interesting, Josh and Susan were devoted members of the Church for Latter-day Saints, LDS, and enrolled in an Institute of Religion course. Josh proposed to Susan just days after she met him. They married on April 6, 2001 at the LDS Portland, Oregon Temple. The couple moved in with Josh's father, Stephen, in South Hill, close to Puyallup. During that time, Stephen would sexually harass Susan, even regularly stealing her underwear. Stephen also secretly filmed Susan for a year until he confessed in 2003. When confronted by Susan, Josh sided with his father, causing great contention in the relationship. Susan was ecstatic when they moved to West Valley City, Utah in 2004. However, Susan did not know that Josh had been very possessive in his previous relationship with Catherine Everett. Everett claims she felt she had to flee the state to get away from Josh because of his obsessive behavior. Susan gave birth to her first son, Charles, in 2005, followed by her second son, Brayden, in 2007. She focused on her children and her new career as a broker. Meanwhile, Josh was between jobs but liked to spend, causing even more agitation in the relationship. In 2007, Josh filed for bankruptcy with more than $200,000 in debt. On December 6, 2009, Susan went to church with her children. A neighbor stopped by that afternoon and would be the last person to see Susan at around 5 p.m. The following morning, she failed to show up at work and her children did not attend daycare. The daycare staff could not reach Susan or Josh, so they called Susan's mother, who called the police. Detective Ellis Maxwell of the West Valley City Police Department went to Susan's home and saw what appeared to be Susan's belongings, and there were no signs of forced entry or an altercation. He noted that two fans were blowing on a wet spot on the carpet. Josh arrived home with the children at 5 p.m. and claimed he had gone on an overnight camping trip with the kids. Both children agreed that's where they had been. The police interrogated Josh Powell. He claimed he had gone camping the night before with the children. However, Josh could not explain why Susan's cell phone was found inside his car, along with a generator, tarps, gas canisters, and shovels. Investigators asked who would take their children camping on a school night with freezing temperatures and mixed rain and snow. Police would also find a safe deposit box and inside a note that said, if I die, it may not be an accident. Even if it looks like one, it looked like an open and shut case, but with no body, the Salt Lake County District Attorney declined to file any charges. A week after Susan went missing, Josh hired an attorney. Authorities stated he was a person of interest and was not cooperating with the investigation. Authorities impounded the couple's minivan. While the police were processing the minivan, J. 
Josh rented a car on December 8th and drove 800 miles before returning the car to Salt Lake City Airport on December 10th. The rental had no GPS data for police to know where it had been driven. On December 9th, investigators found blood containing Susan's DNA on their carpet, and on December 15th, they found her written documents in her safety deposit box. Investigators searched the campsite where Josh said he had been, but could not determine if the spot had been used recently. After Josh returned home, neighbors were questioned, and one told police that Josh had been acting unusual. His hands were badly windburned, and he was putting a lot of lotion on them. Other neighbors stated Susan was very unhappy in her marriage and had spoken openly about divorcing him. One of Susan's friends told the police she had been saving money to leave. During a media interview in November 2010, Josh told the reporter that his wife was mentally unstable and he thought she left on her own and possibly with another man. Susan's family and Josh's sister disputed this, but Josh's father supported his son's statements to the police. Initially, after Susan disappeared, her family supported Josh, but a month after Susan's disappearance, in January 2010, Josh packed up his family and moved back to Puyallup, Washington. He told family members he was leaving to avoid the constant news coverage. Josh moved back in with his father, Stephen Powell, and cut off all communication with Susan's family, including her parents, Chuck and Judy Cox. There was widespread speculation that Susan's disappearance was connected to the December 12, 2009, disappearance of Stephen Kucher, a former journalist. Stephen left his home in St. George, approximately four hours from West Valley City, and was last seen in Nevada. He remains missing. Susan and Kucher were about the same age and vanished within days of each other, so authorities began investigating if the two cases were linked. Josh told others the two had run away together, possibly traveling to Brazil, where Kucher had gone on a mission trip. However, authorities could not find any connection and had no proof they even knew each other. The theory was ruled out. In September 2011, Stephen Powell was arrested and charged with possession of child pornography and voyeurism. When investigators searched his home for evidence connected to Susan's disappearance, they found more than 1,000 videos of women and young girls being filmed without their knowledge. Some videos showed victims using the toilet, showering, and taking baths. He had made video diaries in which he smelled Susan's underwear and went on and on about his love for her. Investigators said it appeared Stephen had been peeping on victims for at least a decade. Stephen even went as far as taping Susan's head onto photographs of women's nude bodies along with pictures of him masturbating to a video of Susan. In May 2012, Stephen was convicted of 15 charges and sentenced to two years in prison. In Susan's journal, she wrote that she thought Stephen was a pedophile and ultimately a bad influence on Josh. Susan and Josh's two children were placed in foster care following Stephen's arrest. The Coxes acquired temporary custody of them. Josh was given supervised visitation twice a week and underwent a psychological exam in his effort to regain custody. He also rented a new home. The psychologist diagnosed Josh with a narcissistic personality and pointed out that while he was an attentive and affectionate parent, he would regularly say inappropriate things to his sons about Susan's family, despite being told not to. 
According to the Charlie Project, Josh also believed a militant faction of the LDS had plans to kidnap the children. Josh told the children that the Mormon police had placed Stephen in jail on fabricated charges and were trying to put Josh in jail too. He denied any interest in pornography and rejected having any knowledge of pornographic images on his father's computer. Investigators in Utah found approximately 400 cartoons and images with incestuous themes on Susan and Josh's computer in 2009, but investigators in Washington were not aware of this until November 2011. It is now believed the images were from the previous owner of the computer, as Susan had purchased it secondhand from another LDS member. Regardless, the judge ordered Josh to undergo a polygraph test and psychosexual evaluation before being considered to regain his parental rights. The following weekend on February 5, 2012, Josh had a visitation with his sons. He let the boys in the house but locked the door so the state caseworker could not enter. He then attacked the children with a hatchet before dousing them with gasoline and setting the house on fire, killing himself and his two boys, five and seven years old. Josh left messages for his family and attorney, apologizing for what he did, but none even mentioned his wife. Investigators say Josh had planned the murder-suicide and had stored gasoline. He even gave all the boys' belongings away before murdering them. Both children were buried at Woodbine Cemetery in Puyallup, Washington. In March 2012, unsealed court documents revealed additional evidence tying Josh to Susan's disappearance and potential murder. Her blood was found on the tile floor next to the couch, and her cell phone was in Josh's car. When Josh turned over his and Susan's cell phones to investigators, the SIM memory cards were missing. Josh had taken out a $1.5 million life insurance policy on Susan. Soon after her disappearance, Josh accessed her retirement account and canceled Susan's upcoming doctor appointments. Josh's son, Charlie, told the authorities that Susan had been with them on the camping trip the night she vanished, but she did not return with them, and he did not know why. My mom stayed at Dinosaur National Park. My mom stayed where the crystals are. Charlie told investigators. Several weeks after Susan disappeared, Charlie also told his teacher that his mother was dead. Near the first anniversary of the boys' murders, Josh's brother, Michael Powell, committed suicide by jumping off the roof of a parking garage at the apartment where he lived in Minnesota in February 2013. Michael had been battling Susan's parents over the $2 million life insurance policy Josh had taken out on himself and his sons. Josh had designated Michael as the primary beneficiary. The Coxes disputed it in court, and the insurance company refused to distribute the funds until the matter was settled in court. After Michael died, authorities disclosed they believed Josh was responsible for Susan's disappearance and that Michael helped his brother cover it up. Michael had sold his car to a salvage yard in Oregon two weeks after Susan vanished. He later ordered satellite images of the lot where the car was left. When investigators found the car, a cadaver dog indicated a decomposing body had been in the trunk. Michael and Josh communicated using a computer code that authorities could not crack, but they were convinced Michael had helped Josh get rid of Susan's body. Their father, Stephen, died of natural causes in a Washington hospital in July 2018 at the age of 68. 
The Cox family not only lost their precious daughter, but they also lost both of their grandchildren. The loss is immeasurable and the case is haunting. Susan's parents scrutinized the police investigation into their daughter's disappearance, especially after Charlie and Braden's deaths. They believe there was more than enough evidence to make an arrest and ultimately prevent the murders from happening. In July 2020, the court ordered the State Department of Social and Health Services to pay Chuck and Judy $98 million for negligence resulting in the deaths of their grandchildren. It was a win, but wouldn't bring their daughter and grandsons back. Chuck Cox said he intends to use the money to honor his late grandchildren. Chuck and Judy stated they want to try to help others so they can save more children. Thank you for tuning in to Fog of Justice. What are your thoughts on this episode? 